Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast and I am recording this podcast before Christmas but I plan to put this out between Christmas and the new year and I suppose it comes off the back of a workshop I did with clients last night. We do a couple of coaching workshops every week and as you guys know once and I keep preaching this time and time again (laughs) that it's not understanding the calories and the protein and knowing what to do because once you know the principles and once you know the strategies and once you know about what you need to eat and how you need to eat and the calories and the protein and the movement that's the easy part you know but knowing isn't doing it's about the implementation of it and last night i walked through a workshop with clients called the what ifs and the what ifs are are those scenarios that are real that happen to every single one of us and the for me these are the things that people use whether in as an excuse or they genuinely don't know as reasons why they fail to make progress and I, and I wanted to share them with you um and I know as you guys know you've been following me for a while if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook or you've been you're a member of my newsletter or you've been listening to these podcasts I tell it as it is and all week I've been seeing posts from Instagrammers and influencers saying Christmas is for enjoying Christmas is for eating what you want do you know what I'm going to be giving up for Christmas nothing I'm going to take time of training but you know what I find that bloody unhelpful because there are people out there who genuinely don't know how to behave around food at Christmas And when you have influencers and people with hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of followers telling you it's only Christmas, enjoy yourself. The chances are you got to where you are because you're of that mentality. Sure, you only live once, you know, you may as well enjoy yourself. Well, the reality is actually you only die once, you live every day. And for me as a coach, I want to make sure that my client's life is a life that they enjoy, a life in which they feel that they are thriving that they are more than just surviving, that they're living in a body that they love, that they're living in a body that they know how to do balance and telling people to eat what they want at Christmas to me is not helpful because as a coach, I'm trying to coach people on a balanced lifestyle. And the irony is is that most people don't know how to live a balanced lifestyle, especially if you've got a really poor relationship with food, especially if you've been struggling with your weight any more than two or three years. And there's some women who are struggling with their weight for decades. So telling people to eat what you want, drink and be merry, you only live once. Yes, that's okay. But telling a woman in her 50s who's struggling with maybe three, four stone weight on her, that it's not helpful. And as a coach, I come in with, here's how you do it. Here's how you behave. And you, you, you have to formulate a way of living that suits you and you've got to cut out that white noise and you've got to stop unfollowing you've got to start unfollowing people that are not supporting you and your goal um you know it does my head in when i see people saying that and then maybe standing with a six-pack you know and then you have a woman over 40 or 50 following four or five different influencers putting out all different information you know saying that they're eating 2500 calories a day and they're like three percent body fat jesus it wrecks my head so For me, last night, what I did was a talk through and I thought, you know what, I'm going to put this out in a podcast. I'm going to go in, I'm going to share this with my followers so that they have some semblance and some form of how to behave in every scenario in their life. All the what I call the what ifs. So I'm actually going to, while I'm talking to you here, guys, I'm going to bring up the presentation so I have something to go on. And 
before I go into this, I think it's important as well to understand that, and, and I'm going to call a spade a spade here. The first thing you need to do as a woman or as a man, anybody who's listening to this, is to ask yourself the question. And I want you to answer this honestly. Are you not in the shape that you're in? Are you not the weight you want to be? Are you, your, is your body a condition right now and a symptom or symptomatic of just being lazy? <laughs> and there's nobody shaming you for being lazy, you know, but acknowledge it. Acknowledge, am I lazy? No, am I just too lazy to go for that walk? Am I actually too lazy to go and do a bit of exercise? Am I too lazy to stand and spend 15 minutes making myself something to eat that's really healthy? Or do I just grab whatever's there and it's usually maybe ultra processed junk foods because I'm too lazy to make myself something to eat? Am I too lazy to do what needs to be done in order to get fit, healthy and lean? Once you answer that question, you're on the right path. Most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, will say, yeah, I'm lazy. I'm a lazy bitch. I am so lazy. I'm the first person to put my hand up and say, I'm so lazy. Every decision that I make around food and around movement is one where I have to really, really make an effort to do it. It doesn't come naturally. It's not motivation because if I was motivated, you know, motivation is a fleeting thing. It's short lived. I'm never motivated. I'm actually a lazy person. But what I've done over the years is that I, I've almost conditioned myself to do it, whether I feel like it or not. And that's what success is, ladies and gentlemen. It's doing something whether you feel like it or not, because the reward that you get from it is much greater than that small little sacrifice you have to make there and then. And once you acknowledge, yeah, I'm lazy, I couldn't be arsed, self-acceptance before self-improvement all day long. Now we can move forward. And when people come to me as clients, I love it when they say to me, Tara, I am so lazy. I am so lazy. I need somebody to motivate me. And that's where I come in and go, so there's no such thing as motivation. I'm going to condition, I'm going to help you condition yourself to be self-disciplined because that's what it's all about. But you have to say, I'm lazy. If you're lazy, you're lazy. And this is what really, really irks me is that people are so disrespectful and they play the blame game and they become the victim and they say, well, you know, I'm so busy with work. You know, it's been such a busy Christmas. I haven't had time to get out from my work or my, it's my husband's fault or it's my children's fault or it's, you know, of this, that and the other going on. That's disrespectful. So you're blaming them for the condition you're in. Take responsibility. Grow up. You know, you've got to grow up and take responsibility for this or you will never ever make progress or have any success with anything if you continually blame other people they are not the reason why you're in the shape you're in right now if it's not where you want to be that's what you've got to acknowledge first okay so moving on from that the what ifs the real life scenario of here are the, i've listed and i've gone to my clients and asked them sugar cravings these are the top ones having nothing prepped, having nothing in the house to eat, nothing prepped, lunch with friends, not hungry, going on holidays, eating on the run. Let me give you an example. I had a client recently whose mother-in-law died and 
she I, I spend half my life peeling my clients of the ceiling because they're all or nothing debtors. Because if it's not a perfect plan, if they don't have the food in the house, if they if they don't have their day planned out, if they don't have the food prepped, then they absolutely lose their shit. So if they're going for coffee with a friend and they have to go off plan and maybe have a, a rocky road, oh by Jesus Christ almighty, the world's going to crumble. And here it's not the rocky road as i would always say to my clients eat the feckin rocky road it's not the rocky roads putting you off your diet it's the response to eating the rocky road that is causing the destruction with you and your mindset and your relationship with food eat the rocky road it might be 500 calories so what if you're dieting in 1800 calories you have 1300 calories to play with for the rest of the day but because it's not clean because it's chocolate because it's cake that mentality you're constantly peeling people off the ceiling what am i going to do if i have to call in the spar shop and grab something oh my god i don't think i could manage that what am i going to do this christmas when i have to go out and have a night out and have a few drinks oh my god how am i going to do that you know the other one is oh what do i do when i go on holidays i can't diet i can't diet i have to i have to eat in the run i can't diet if i have to meet friends for drinks i can't diet if i have to go and you know go on a weekend away i can't do any of those things if that's you ladies that's what you need to fix that's what I spend a lot of my coaching time is coaching women around the what ifs. Those situations that are likely if you're that perfection procrastinator diet to knock you off kilter. That's what I spend most of my like my coaching hours. Like for instance, my one-to-one -one client, she rang me and she says, Tara, oh my God, I have this, this, um, and she was only with me about two weeks. And we had preempted this already in our induction. And I says, here's your what ifs. Here's the scenarios you're going to be thrown into that you're not going to be prepped. You're not going to have a diet plan. And, and nobody should be following a diet plan, by the way. Anybody listening to this, you should not be following a prescriptive diet plan because if you are, you're destined for failure <laughs> because even elite athletes can't follow prescription diet plans. So what do I do? Tray bakes and sandwiches for two days. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I says, well, number one, you act like a normal human being and if there's just sandwiches for lunch down and have four quarter sandwiches like a normal person just because there's sandwiches doesn't mean to say you have to eat the entire 40 rounds of sandwiches just have four quarters and if you want a little bun or a, a fairy cake have it you know nobody's dead well, you're not going to kill you didn't kill anybody you know you're not you, there's no that's normal behavior sit down and eat it if you're hungry eat what's in front of you and think in your head, well, it's just calories, might not be the best of calories in terms of quality, might not fill me up, but I've eaten maybe six, 700 calories in food and I can go home and eat my dinner. But she was panicking because before coming on board with me, that would have triggered her to an all I'd eaten episode. She would have had a Parker diet because of that wake and the fact that she couldn't get a breakfast, lunch and dinner, that she wasn't responsible in cooking. And that for her was her trip wire so it's the trip wires we need to navigate around not the actual food that you're putting into your mouth it's the experiences it's the social occasions it's the weddings it's the night out this is the meal out with your husband and your friends it's the holiday and abroad in the summertime it's the nice weekends away for a spa weekend with your mates where there's going to be food and drink involved those create the trip wires which inevitably stop people from making progress and as a coach, this is what I spend a lot of my time coaching around is the what ifs, you know, what if I get sugar cravings? Well, here's the reality. The more sugar you eat, 
the more likely you are to get sugar cravings. If your diet comes from highly processed sugars, then the more likely you are to get sugar cravings. Your sugar cravings diminish when your hormones are balanced. And you balance your hormones by eating meals high in protein, plenty of vegetables, and not a plate of food that a two-year-old child would eat. Because most women eat like sparrows. They eat like four-year-olds in terms of their meals. And then they might spend 2,000 calories a day eating biscuits and crisps and rubbish. So eat proper meals. Don't leave yourself open to sugar cravings. And then that solves that problem. But again, you know, sugar cravings are normal. You're going to get sugar cravings in the luteal phase of your cycle when you're due your period seven to ten days out. Your estrogen levels drop, your blood sugar levels drop. Those are times when your body's asking you for more carbohydrates. Two, three hundred calories a day extra. That's okay. Sit down and have a bar of chocolate. Again, it's the response to eating the chocolate. It's not the chocolate itself. There's been tons of studies done in America and in different parts of the world, you know, where people are dieting on McDonald's and losing stones and stones of weight. There's people dieting on, there's, there was the Twinkie diet, which is like the, I think, Cadbury's money rules here. People just eating that and losing weight. The quality is irrelevant, ladies. You know, it's the quality. It's not about the quality. I always say to my clients, I could diet you in Chardonnay and Mars bars and you'll still lose weight. You know, there's lots of lean alcoholics out there. There's lots of lean people who eat nothing but processed foods. The reason they're lean is because their calories are in check. They're eating their appropriate calories for their body and their age and their height. You know, they're not overeating in calories. The quality might be horrendous, but the quantity is right. And a lot of ladies can eat a healthy diet and, you know, still be overweight. It's nothing to do with the quality of the food. It's the numbers attached to that food. It's the calories that's in the food that they're eating. So they're probably eating far too much portion, portion sizes. I had a client recently, you know, they were farmers. The food, our food was all organic. Everything was perfect. You know, she never had sweets. She never had chocolate, you know, wasn't, did not have a taste at all for any processed foods. But the lady was eating far too many calories. She was eating like a man. She was eating enough calories for a man, not a woman. Not a woman at 53 years of age at five foot four. You know, she was eating for a man at six foot three who's mostly muscle. You've got to remember this, ladies. If you're over 40 or over 50, if you're not well trained, you don't have a lot of muscle. If you're not tall, you're not moving very much. You know, as I was equated to the money in the Range Rover, a money requires less fuel than a Range Rover does. So, you know, as we get older, our body requires less calories, requires more protein than when we were younger. So the what ifs, let's get back to these what ifs again. You know, the other one was if nothing prepped. So again, some of you might resonate with this. You get into the house and you look and you say, oh my God, I have nothing to eat in the fridge. And then that's your tripwire and your trigger to go, oh, happy days, I'll go to the chippy or I will, you know, get an Uber ordered in or I'll order in a pizza. You know go to your fridge and i used the example last night um you know recently i went to my fridge and i had nothing literally nothing but half a dozen eggs there was one tomato and i think it might have been half an onion and in years gone past whenever i suppose didn't have the right formulation for a healthy nutritious diet and i was still in that all or nothing mentality that would have been a trigger for me to say there's nothing to eat i'll go and i'll slice toast four slices of toast and I'll have four biscuits but now I look at it and go happy days I'll just scramble four eggs I'll put on a slice of toast in fact I'll make a wee omelette there's a bit of tomato there a wee bit of onion and I might grate a wee bit of cheese in there and have a nice omelette and maybe a slice of toast 
and save myself about a thousand calories. And again, it's working with what you have in the house instead of having to create this trauma and turmoil of always having to have the perfect amount of food in the house, the right type of food in the house. And the reality is, is that most of my clients now, 70% of their meals are eaten outside of the house. So as a coach, I have to coach them on how to eat when they're out and about. You know, for instance, Christmas week, I've been coaching my clients because they've been in shopping centers, they've been in shopping malls. How do you eat in franchise restaurants? Because I know for me, you know, over Christmas, I've been eating in Five Guys, I've been eating in Nando's. Um, we were in Slim Chickens there recently in Victoria Square in Belfast. And I seen the time when I really struggled with my weight and really struggled with maintaining and having a proper relationship with food. But I would have been one of those idiots would have sat on there with a cup of coffee and not eaten because I thought, oh my God, I'm on a diet, I can't eat that. <laughs> Couldn't eat that, that's bad food. Now I realize it's not bad food. It's food that has calories in it and you can go in and you can pick the best choice. So you go into Nando's and thankfully most of these restaurants now have the calories. You look at it and you think, well, there's an option there for 600 calories. It's chicken based, it's protein based. I'm probably getting 40, 50 grams of protein. I'm getting a decent enough double breasted chicken breast and a bop burger, chicken burger for 600 calories. You're totally full when you eat it. You've got about 40, 50 grams of protein there happy days there's nothing bad about that and the slim chickens looking at the calories on the board thinking oh god what could i eat here and you know you go for the chicken with the salad there's like a, a perfectly massive salad with about seven different types of vegetables in it tiny wee bit of cheese in the side which was delicious lovely wee dressing and the chicken was breaded but so what you know the calories might have been four or five hundred calories in the chicken salad might have been 200 calories you have a massive big meal there for less than 800 calories there's nothing wrong with that I find having to coach myself or coach clients around making choices without feeling guilty. What do you order when you go into McDonald's? Well, if you want to go for a protein option, there's tons of different things. So going to get into Costa Coffee or going into Starbucks, what do you choose? Because that's reality, ladies, you know, and your reality could be different from somebody else's reality. And my idea here is, you know, telling people at Christmas, oh, sure, go in and eat everything, go in and eat rings around you, sure, it's Christmas. Does that make you feel any better when you've gone in and eaten rings around you? You'd probably feel like shite. And, you know, you come into the end of Christmas, you're coming into January and you could have three or four pounds, maybe four or five pounds extra on you from doing that because you listen to some influencer who has a six pack. Ladies, look, be very selective. That information isn't helpful. If you've struggled with your weight for a long period of time, you probably have a poor relationship with food. You probably have things categorized into good and bad. It's about breaking that down. You know, the amount of clients I have this week are still losing weight and they have never cooked a meal in the house this week because they've been out shopping. They've been out maybe at weekends. They've been Christmas shopping in, in the city. They've been away for weekends and they're still coming in with weight, out because, weight off because I've coached them on how to live life and how to, number one, diet and lose weight, how to keep it off while living a real life. We're not leading the perfect life. We get in the gym four times a week where you're cooking fresh, healthy meals from home because that's not reality anymore. I know it's most people, it's not most people's reality um, and you're the minority. If that's you, but it's the real stuff. It's the real stuff, you know, and for me, this is Christmas and absolutely yes. And I'll let you know exactly what I've done with my own clients at the start of the month 
we preempted every situation in December. We've cherry picked out the events that you're going to go and enjoy, you know, and that could be five, six, seven days over the December month. And in December, you know, the reality is there's very few people lose weight in December and that's okay. It's okay. That's fine. To, if you're coming in at the end of December and you've had five or six brilliant nights out where you've really enjoyed yourself and you're coming in at the end of December and you've maintained your weight, to me, that's a success. That is a success. I have another cohort of clients who are saying, no, Tara, I have cherry picked out the four or five days in the month that I want, but I'm adamant in the rest of the time that I want to make progress. I want to lose, you know, at least three or four pounds before Christmas Day. And we make that work as well. So we jiggle things around. We flex this around their lifestyle and what events they have coming out. Because ladies, if you don't do that, how are you ever going to maintain your weight moving forward for the rest of your life? And we did a section last week on future proofing your body. And we're going to do this as well, ladies. Um, in our, uh, I have a masterclass on the 4th of January and it's about future proofing. It's about the real stuff. You know, how do we keep that waist circumference down once you get it down? You know, I often say that the dieting part is only this, it's the smallest part of it. You know, if you're, most of my clients are with me probably six to nine months, you know, and most of them are in their late 40s, 50s, 69 months compared to what you'll have for the next 30 years. You know, let's let's make sure that your dieting phase is almost like a dress rehearsal and that you practice it, rehearse real life within that time so that you know exactly what you need to do when you come out of this two, three stone lighter. You know how to eat out. You know how to behave in those situations. You know how to behave when the stress levels hit crazy, crazy extremes. You know how to eat when somebody pisses you off and you'd normally default to the biscuits. You know how to behave around situations like that because it's not the lack of understanding with most women, it's their behaviours and it's their habit or lack of that is the issue. So ladies, I'm going to land it there. Um, I'm not going to torture you anymore. This hopefully will be hitting you guys between Christmas and New Year. On the 4th of January, I had, because we had an amazing response to my first book was called my Menno Belly, my Menno webinar. Um, we have a part two, and then this time I have guests, I have real, real clients talking about their success and how they've transformed their bodies at what people think is the most challenging time of their lives, which is their 40s and 50s. But it doesn't have to be, ladies. And again, you're probably focusing on the wrong things. You're probably running to the gym thinking, I've got to lose weight, got to run to the gym. You know, it's not about running to the gym. It's about looking, number one, at your diet. And number two, at your habits and your behaviours around food. Your relationship with food is really important as well. And knowing how to behave in every situation in your life that traditionally leads you to either the biscuit barrel or, you know, opening that bottle of wine. That, to me, is how you get people leaner is fixing those things yes it's important that you know how to eat that's goes without saying the diet nutrition uh, coaching is really important but that doesn't take long to learn that you know and once you know it you know it it's the implementation of it moving forward and how to navigate a real life and still have fun and still attend all those amazing events that you're going to you're going to want to do anyway when you're feeling leaner and you're buying new clothes you're going to want to go out and live life so the MENA webinar is, yes, it's about diet, it's about exercise, it's about getting the belly fat down, but it's how you do that when you're living a real life. To me, that's what coaching's really about, 
is helping people how to do that because they're uh, they're on it or they're off it they're extreme left extreme right and it's my job to get them into the middle of the road and to improve that relationship with food so that they can stop stressing they can stop worrying about you know because a lot of women live in their head 24 7 and it's a constant reminder i hate my body i should be dieting i hate my body i shouldn't be eating that i hate my body i'm so fat it's that self-talk as well and Yes, that brings awareness to maybe the fact that you need to change, but knowing what to do and then how to implement once you know what to do is absolutely key. So ladies, enjoy this new year. I'm going to be coming on for another uh, podcast early in the new year and we're going to be running out a wee sequence for January. If you haven't listened to my first Menno Belly webinar, please download it. It's free um, and sign up for my new one, which is January the 4th. I think you're going to love it. It's absolutely free. As are these podcasts, ladies, hit me up on Instagram, talk to me, send me any questions you have. I absolutely love, love, love communicating with you on Instagram. As the podcast is growing in popularity, I'm getting more and more messages. So don't ever be afraid to to drop me a wee message. Um, and, uh, And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. So ladies, happy 2024. Remember, if you're not happy with the body you're living, start investing. Look at investing yourself. I often say, and you hear me saying this time and time again, we have no problem investing in the house that we live in, i.e. the bricks and mortar home that we live in. Look at the thousands and thousands and thousands we've invested for that. The most important home you'll live in is the one that you wake up in every single morning, the one that you check in to every morning and decide whether you like it or not. This is the one that takes us through every experience, good and bad in our life. So we need to start looking after it. Don't move into your 50s or 60s in a body you don't like. Reach out. I'm here. We're doing, I chat to people every day in Zoom chats and we walk through what's right for them in terms of whether this program's right for them or not. But ladies, please, please, please don't spend. And if you're looking, and we're moving on to the new seasons now, Easter's early this year, it's in the end of March. You don't want to be hitting the springtime the way you are now. If you're not feeling happy about yourself, please reach out to a professional and get the coaching. That will completely transform not just your physical health, but your mental health and your whole mindset as well. So good luck. Have a great new year for the rest of the, or enjoy the rest of your 2023. And I'll be checking in with these early next week. Thank you, ladies.